three, two, one. Right, so we're here for the first episode, and it's uh, the truth of a popularity cast. Uh, this series is going to be called The Greatest Stories Never Told. So no pressure. You have to have a few up your sleeve. <laughs> and, uh, never heard of this quiz. So this man here to me left is, uh, for anyone who's watching, if you're listening in, he goes by the name of uh, The Screaming Skull, um, Naki Bollocks, uh, Tom O'Nolan. Most of all people will know him as that. But to me, he's me dad. And uh, he's the first person I had on today. I want to get this ball rolling. And the whole point of this is um, to get out everyday average Joe soaps on and get them conversating and talking about their lives. Their, everyone has struggles, everyone has problems. Most of all, having a bit of fun with it, you know, seeing what we can do. Everyone has a funny story to tell. And I guess if we can reach, reach the right person in these lockdowns, um, and you can bring a bit of comfort or a smile to someone's face. I think it's job done, isn't it? Yeah. Right, so... Uh, da. Let's start with you. We want to know where you were born, when you were born. And we want you to kind of talk... If you can talk about what it's like... What it was like growing up around... Inner city Dublin. Um, I'll let you get more specific with it. Then, compared to now. Because, I mean, you're so many grandkids now. You can see the kids growing up. You're still very involved and you can see in the community we can see the differences so well uh, I was born on the 31st of December 1956 I was born in Market House and I was born in 12G Market House I was a third eldest of nine children my mother was from Lime Street and my father was from City Key but my mother moved into Market House where her mother and father she was the first, one of the first people to move in there and uh, she married my father and uh she was there with my mother and father, and my mother died, and so she was left with my grandfather. I never knew my grandmother, but I, I was there with my grandfather. Was there. He didn't die in 1967. <clears throat> uh, my father died on the 14th of January 1964. What age were you then? I was seven, seven years of age. So I was the third eldest of seven, and my mother was pregnant on my younger brother, Paul. How many, were you, how many of you were well, all together? There was nine of us. There was, uh, there was four, five boys and four girls. And unfortunately, uh, I mean, Annie was left to rage as well. All by herself. Yeah, all, all by herself. So. As you call her, a lady. She was a lady, a lady, a great mother. And uh, I still talk to her every day. I go to church every day. I still talk to my mother. And, uh, but uh, she had a heart. And uh, there was a few episodes we only found out after years. Now, unfortunately, we had one very bad episode. It was the 23rd of March. It was a holy tour in 1967. And... Uh, my sister Monica, which was a twin, and uh, my younger sister, she was seven and a, eight and a half at the time, and uh, Caroline was four, and you went down to Confession, down to City Key. If you know Townsend Street, you had to go down through Princess Street, but you were coming back from Confession, and uh, unfortunately, a bus stopped to let them go, and the car came on the outside and hit the two of them. And Monica died instantly, you know what I mean? And I, I, I always says, I've never seen my mother crying only once, and that was her whole funeral. What age was Monica then? Just Monica saying. was eight and a half. She was Bernie's twin. Bernie's twin. Bernie's, uh, they were at the next. It was me. It was how the family went. It was Marion. Marion would be 66 today. John was next. He's 65. I'm 64. Bernie would be about 62 and they were the twins. Andy would be 61. Patty would be nearly 60 now, I'd say. 
and Paul's about fifty oh Caroline's about fifty eight and Paul's about Paul's about fifty six. That's the way the family went, you know what I mean? So he's a close enough in age, but um, he's grew up in, in yeah. what, one two bedroom two flat. bedroom flat. So two, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, yeah. all sharing the one room also with some of them in with me nanny or Well what happened was when my grandfather when we were growing up <coughs> My grandfather had a front room. He he slept there in his own cousin. And he's um, a rolling dinner. Well, the boys and girls grew up, you know what I mean? And I'm not being, I, this is a joke now, I'm not being sexual, but I mean, <laughs> he always says, my daddy must have had the longest penis in the world because all the boys slept in one room and all the, uh, one bed in the room and my mother slept with the girls in the other room. And every, time, every year she had a baby, so how it was done, I don't know. There used to be a picture house. There was a picture house there called the Palace, the Academy penis. now. I never heard you say penis. Yeah, yeah. Life but anyway, uh, you could say flu. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's, there's one, actually, I won't say any names. There's one around the topic that he told me before. Jeez, I had to be careful here. But there was a, there was a, a fella, let's say, and a, a woman. And as the, the saying goes, if a fella asks another fella, would you give her one? It means, would you give, would you give her a ride, you know? And... Uh, the man who my dad asked, would you give her one? He said, no, I wouldn't give that thing one if I had 20 mickeys, right? <laughs> but it turned out later on, and a few years later, that he did give her one. So my dad found out, and he says, Jesus, you must have had 21 mickeys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would always play. Or sometimes I walk down the street, yeah. that goes into my head, I believe. Oh, you can't imagine names there either, yeah. Uh, but yeah. anyway, yeah, so <coughs> you grew up in, in, in poverty, basically. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, we had, yeah, as I say, I mean, no doubt they were the Vincent de Paul it was a great help my mother, but my mother was a hard worker. Yeah. I mean, I remember, I remember my mother working in Jacobs, and I remember she when 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 my father died, and you know after years she got a job in Dal Air and cleaned Dal Air, but she was always but as soon as as soon as she got a job, she was that proud, and uh, she started the fence the pause. She kept on telling the fence the pause. No, I don't need it. I feel it's just take it. But there was a thing when we were growing up. An envelope came into the house every Thursday. Mm. It was always a white envelope with t- Mrs. Nolan, 12G mark for Chouse. And there was a pound note in it. Pound note. Um, it was a donor. Some person, this went on for years. We never found out who it was, but it was a donor. To give. But that pound really helped us, you know what I mean? But in went them a long da- way back then. Yeah, there, but in yeah. them days, I mean, in them days when we grew up in the flats, and people tell you from Margaret Chouse that... Uh, you went out. It was you went out. You wouldn't get away with it today, of course. Mm. You went out. With a, you sold papers. I sold papers for a, a chap up in uh, uh, Street, uh Billy. He used to stand outside where Larry Morphy's is now. And my my spot was Pembroke corner, Pembroke Road, and Orish Men. But I remember the doing the pub, going around the post, heard a lot of press. But I already remember selling papers to the farmers back in '65. Uh, he sent me brother John. It's all in the fucking phones yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all, and I say, we sold papers there. But that's how it was. You made a few, Bob. Mm. You know what I mean? And then, the guys thing about it, after we sold the papers, we had, during the day, uh, yeah, we had a partner and a very good friend, still to this day, Noel Denon out of the flat, so I'll come back to Noel after. And we used to have a little, uh, we used to make a box car in the winter, and there was a turf depot down on Macken Street. And there, there was a fuel, uh, like the fuel dockers today, mm. you get a docket, and the woman, you get you get two bags of turf down there, and you make a box car, and you might get eight bags of turf. So that that means you had four customers, and it was a half a crown. Really? It was a half a crown. Uh, you got, and we made our money. So the box car was a bit of wood in a box. You get four wheels, elbow prams, and two tanks, 
and that we, we made money that way. So you made money all the time. And I know you often said it, but was it true when you said like you would just honestly be sharing shows growing up? Like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but you, you mean, I, I remember going to school and be fighting the schoolyard. That's my job, but that's your. You know yeah. what I mean? You, you know see, what I mean? What do you think? Yeah, well, for, that's where the the, the old saying is, and forced up, best dressed. Yeah. You got in, you got out. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got the clothes. I mean, the only. I mean, I mean. We were talking about, people talk about the Liffey and all the canals now. We swam in the Liffey. We swam yeah. across the Liffey. We swam in the canals, right? We used to go up to the Bats, Tire Street Bats, for a pair of Nicks, or Nickers we call them. But about 20 of us going up to the Tire Street Bats, right? And I tell you, there wasn't a towel between us. There was no soap. Nothing like that. Okay, what happened to me, look, I was lucky enough, what happened to me, I was about eight or nine, myself and John was swimming where the Guinness, outside Chitty Cate George, at the Guinness boats. And uh, the pilot police came up and called us, and anybody reporters to my mother so my mother decided and I thought oh my god this, this was back I'm talking about I'm still 56 about 67 65 60, 60, about 67 68 we were only kids we were so my mother decided to bring us up to Tardis Street Bats myself and John to be taught how to swim and a, a man called Mr Halpin a lot of people know Mr Halpin because I know I still swim to this day in the sports club and a lot of people in the sports club a, a chap I know John and we were only talking about this last year, and he was taught with the same man. Now, he's, he's from a different background to mine, but, I mean, we were taught with the same man. Mm. And, as you say, I mean, the old saying is, like a, a duck in water, I took it to, and I'm still swimming to this day. Now, I never really swam competitively. When did you, what age were you when you started swimming, sorry? i say it was about nine or ten. Nine or ten, ten and, yeah. And, and you're, yeah, you're still swimming today. Obviously, yeah. the gyms are closed. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you're... In the gym, active and fit, what 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 would you be? What many lengths would you be doing? Oh, well, I mean, I do sixty, seventy lengths a day. And what age are you now? Well, I'm sixty four now. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I keep going on the bike and that. You know what I mean? But we're going back to the flats. I mean, I mean, we made our own fun in the flats, and and I I tell the story about the flats. Well, you have to imagine in, in towns entry where we were. The flats was there, right? Obviously, you have all the facilities today with, with the kids playing yeah, yeah, football, yeah, football yeah, the actual yeah, football yeah, pitches. Yeah. What was your football pitch? Oh, our football pitch was... A, we, we lived in G-Block. Right. G-Block was the gold. And then you had the Huey George was a factory in the middle of the flats and we had the coat. Right? Really? The coat. That's where we played football. Now, I'll go back to my friend again, Noel Denham, which is still... A, yeah. Noel was a big part of my life in football. Yeah. Great big part. This is today. I, I heard you speak about Noel before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, Noel was... Noel was a great footballer and a great leader. Noel was, he, he was a great leader and that's any aspect of life. He was great. Mm-hmm. And he's from a big family and, you know, I'll come back to another story. Every family, every family was integrated in the flats in some way or other. You know what I mean, yeah. friends? But I'll come back to that little story in a minute. So we used to play, say we start at six o'clock, be about 10, 12, 12, 12 or so, right? Yeah. It'd be 19 all <laughs> at seven o'clock, but the match wouldn't finish till 11 o'clock. But Noel Denner had to win all the time. I hope he's listening to this, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Denner had to win all the time. <laughs> oh, no, no, it'll be more than. Next goal, the winner. Yeah, next goal, the winner. But next goal, the winner, 19 yeah. and all. It was up to 20, you know what I mean? <laughs> but Noel couldn't take his beat. Really, really. But I know, that, they were great days, you know what yeah. I mean? But and another thing about the flats was, and people are from the flats, they probably realised this. I mean, in Margaret's house, we were in Margaret's house, the tenements, all the tenements was all the way up Townsend Street. Yeah. You had Creighton Street, you had McGuinness's place. You went you went to school with all these fellas. Yeah. But when they came into the flats, they were outsiders. Right, right, right. Because so they weren't from the flats. No, you're but not from even the though you were, you were mates. But when they came into the right. flats and having challenges and all that. Well, it was like that when I was growing up yeah, as yeah. well. If, you, if you're collecting for the bonfire. Yeah. 
Perth House would be collecting for one fire, Margaret's House would be collecting yeah. for another fire, and you have Sheriff's yeah, Street. Yeah. But now they're all together. Yeah, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? But yeah. we played killing each other but for that, a pallet. Yeah, but that's it. That's the way it was. You know, I mean, we played, we played, we played rounders. I'll come back to the football. We played games in the flats. We played shops. We played beds and all that and everything. We played in the gardens around the flats. Cowboys and Indians and I'll come back to Chris. Well, I'll talk about, about on Christmas. Christmas in the flats, right? Yeah. When we were growing up in the flats, and I always remember it. You wake up in the morning and to be stocking on your bed and only stocking them yeah, right. with a few chocolate sweets in it, yeah. right? A few chocolate sweets, right? And that was your luxury, right? Mm. Now everybody, boys, boys especially would get guns and holes in the cap. Right. I remember us all getting guns and you played down the flats. You had two shops outside Margaret's house for people. Just outside Margaret's house in the town's entry, you had the Countess Bar and you had the Grand Bar and you had Max, was Mr. Mac and Mr. Mel. And they used to, you used to go in there and for your gun, you used to get your, well, we used to get your, naturally we got the guns off Santi, mm. but I mean, you used to get a penny worth of caps. I don't know, a little roll of things shooting. But, uh, and we used to play, but Christmas, one Christmas, no, we made no. Uh, there was a bit, only after years we saw that. Rio Bravo and James Khan had a Sean off shotgun. Yeah, it was only a tie. But no one made a fortune that day getting a, a, a shilling for a loan for the game, you know what I mean? But the Christmas Day was Christmas Day. After Christmas Day, that was it. Yeah. It was back to football, back to your normal life. Right. There was no, th- that was it. The game was I mean? over. That's it. Christmas was over. And I mean, talking about football, that was a, a big part of my life. I remember going down to flats, we were playing football, and in the flats it was pram shells, we used to have bangers, mm. right? Bangers. And then, you know, the, the, in the gateways, mm. you know, we used to have header, headers. Right. But we didn't read lawyers. We didn't read lawyers then. We were developing our skills. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah you're practicing, yeah. aren't you? Yeah, we didn't read lawyers. Now, in Marrakech House, uh, there were two big teams around, two big teams around Towns Entry at them days, when I was growing up. There was a lot of it. Who was your force club? Well, the, my force club. I signed for Cambridge Boys in 1968. On Cambridge and Rings End? Yeah, Noel Denham himself. Now, I was, uh, was 64, Noel was 66 now. So I was about 11 and a half. But in them days, the schoolboy league only started mm. and it was under 14, right? Right. So we, we, we went down there and played and we played for Shelbourne. Shelbourne. Well, we played for Cambridge Force, right? Right. There was no schoolboy football facilities within the Percy area at that particular time. But I'll come back to that again. But... Yeah, it was when 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 I hear people in the GAA saying that you play for your parish, we went we developed our game. We played schoolboy football. I played with uh, Cambridge mm-hmm. and Shelbourne, right? Yeah. And then uh, at seventeen, I signed for seventeen right, and I signed for Marcus Celtic. Marcus, right? Yeah. I played for South Dock Rangers, uh, schoolboy football as well up to A Rain at seventeen or eighteen, and I played now Marcus Celtic. You were from Marcus Chelsea, and. You were from Argyll House and uh, you felt part of it, mm. and you felt that was your parish. It was in your. It, it was a to me. Well, personally to me, it was a. It was pride playing for Margaret Celtic. Now a lot of great, great people involved. There was Eddie Fleming, was the chairman. Why is it that that football is so? See the way you're so the way you're talking there. You're passionate about it and how it was a yeah. pride in it and those, those um. So many men and and you have like there's there's still so many people that are like that, but probably not as much. Maybe the older generations. But it's pride to play for the local clubs and, and it's passionate and it, it, it means something to people. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you walk into a pub and you're bleeding and the same, your teammates are yeah. there, you're out, the people you used to play football with are there. And it means something. You all recognise each other. There's a mutual respect there. What is that about? 
Well, I mean, it's just, again, it's pride. You know, it's pride. It's loyalty. Yeah. Loyalty. Your friendship. You're playing with your friends growing up. Mm. You know what I mean? You're playing. You're playing for your. You're, you're playing for your flat. Your, the name of the flat. Yeah. You're playing for that. you play, The men that were involved from, from around. I got back to the men, and I wanted. I wanted. There was uh, Eddie Fleming, Mick Murphy, Joe Murray, uh, Joe Murray, uh, Martin Denon, of course. That's Noel's brother, and uh, people like him that kept the go and Desi Walsh, of course, my friend Desi Walsh. And uh, kept that going. Marcus said it going for years and years and years. Mm. And uh, I, I'm involved in them. I play with them, manage them, blah blah blah. And uh, I also play for Liffey's and manage Liffey's for a season. Liffey Wanderers. Liffey yeah. Wanderers, yeah. Now we go back to the Liffey's that have been very successful. Re- of recent. Of recent. Yeah. And under the, under the guidance of uh, Wembo. Uh, John Young, which is a, they're a great football family. I mean, I go back to his, his, his grandfather. Shout out to Wembo. I go back to his grandfather. Was, uh, Mr Young was a lovely man he had Johnny played in the flats and Johnny could have made League of Warren mm. and you had Billy Young was a, a a veteran Billy was a veteran of Bohemians played for Mark I heard many Billy played for Mark, Mark Celtic and I heard many great stories about so, Billy good, good in the 50s yeah, football yeah. and family yeah. and you had Thomas which is Rambo's father and then you had Paul was another play for Mark. They play for Mark for Celtic, and you had Christie. I think Christie played for Mark. So they mm. all play for Mark. You know what I mean? But so yeah, you, yeah. you you you're responding to other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're all, you're all, and even to this day we talk to these people. We still talk about the same stories and the same things. That even mm. though I'm just that generation below them. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But, but uh, what what Wembo doing with with that? Oh, what I remember giving them gone for years, yeah, yeah, and then he yeah. brings them back, brings and then he got the yeah. the FEO junior. Yeah. And then the intermediate yeah, a couple then, of years later. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. F- fantastic. It's, it's unheard of. Yeah, yeah. Once in a lifetime. But uh, look, at that particular size Wembo had, we were very lucky. Uh, it came from Pierce Rangers. Now, we'll come back to Pierce Rangers in a minute. But Wembo itself was 17, and uh, he wanted to play football for America. So I remember myself and Noel giving him his debut against some team out in uh, Dundrum. This is Wembo playing Wemble, for you. He came, yeah, he came on. He about 17 years of age. He came on. He played for Keyside on his cowboy football. Who? Wembo. He, uh, he played for his father and Noel Fox, which is another great man. Got to be good to the two of them. Uh, Noel and Thomas. So he played for who? Uh, he played for Keyside, Keyside. with John, John Uzel and all that. And, and they had that for years. Noel, Noel Fox and Thomas Young ran them. Okay. And Wembo finished his cowboy and came to Wolves. about 17 or 18. So he came on for his debut. He substituted on the debut. I put him on a half top. Oh, he's playing it today. On the day, so I said, You're still starting with me, I said to Hard John. So he came out of the pigeon anyway. And next of all, he didn't even see the ball. He never fell and kicked him up in the air. I got him, Tom, what he says. So <laughs> I, I got him. I, got, <laughs> I said, You know, that fucking man probably has three children, he has to go to work. What? I said, You take it fucking easy. <laughs> I nearly going to end your career there in Denovans. <laughs> but he got a laugh out of that. But we had a great time. That's so great. Great friends. Well, Gary, Gary, Gary and Danny's two sons were a great part of Livy Wanderers. Yeah. And a lot of other kids that play for John. Well, um, they, all, they, they all came from, from Pierce from, Rangers. From Pierce well, Rangers, well, I'll tell you so. what happened. Uh, so, just for anyone who's listening in who doesn't know, Pierce yeah. Rangers is the local football yeah, no, club, yeah, yeah. schoolboy team in. I let him tell you the history of it, yeah. but from from when I was growing up, it was the local football club. Yeah. It was probably the only one in Pearstry, and well, that's the what, only one in Pearstry. But that's what I'm saying. Don't, 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 it's coming to that. We had no one. We that's why we went down to Rings End and all that. There was no, there was no schoolboy team as such club. There was a school one. Uh, I remember uh, Margaret said another fifteen side at the time, but there was no, no schoolboy club at the time. So back in 1988, uh, Eugene Royley. John Paisley, Christy Canavan, uh, what's his name? Oh, what's 
lived in London. Ah, sure, I forgot his name. That's a fucking me. Yeah. Uh, Christy Ward, sorry. Christy and Ward. a few other people I just can't mention at the moment decided to start a schoolboy team up in, back in 1988. Mm. Now, I wasn't directly involved, but I was indirectly involved at times. And uh, they got a team up and running, and uh, it was great, great at the side. So, uh, what were they, they called, Pierce Rangers? Pierce Rangers, yeah. But Pierce Rangers started off back in the 50s, right? In 1945, Pierce Rangers. Pierce Rangers started off in 1945. Now, we'll come back to this particular team. And they want, there's a big photograph I have up in the club. Uh, they started in 1945, right? And they won three cups, okay? And in 1959, they won the FIO Junior Cup. Okay. And back in the early 60s, they just uh, amalgamated for some reason. I don't know why. Mm. So, back in 1988, Eugene Christie, Christie Ward, uh, John Paisley, and one or two others, I just can't think at the moment, Started them, and that started that 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 started the the what you call the seed for the schoolboy club. So it took off from there, and I remember going over. We had one side one year, then it sort of went up to two or three sides, mm. and we went over to uh, we used to go over to a place called uh, I think nineteen ninety was the first time we went off to Blackburn, the Blue Star. We went three times ninety I think ninety one and ninety four, and it was great memories of that. And we 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 sort of expanded, so back in two o six. 205, 206, uh, myself and Christy and John uh, were looking for a clubhouse and place. So we, we, we approached the, the Docklands. Mm. We approached the Docklands, uh, the Dublin Docklands Authority, and uh, we had a meeting with them. And they were saying to us, was, listen, he says, we thought we, we were naive enough, we thought we could have went to them, they gave us land at the time. If you remember, the Docklands, we were trying to develop the Docklands, and there was a lot of wasteland, and we were looking for land. Blah, blah, blah. It wasn't as easy as we thought. So we came back and we, we, we started putting on the burner for a while. So I'm, we, used to, we used to train at Pierce House with the kids. So I'm in Pierce House one day and I was looking at I said, there's, a, there's land there, it says. So we went to the local politician, which was Owen Ryan at the time. And Owen was very good. So Owen was Minister for uh, uh, Enterprise and Employment at the time, I think he was, a, a sport or something. And we went up to his office and we explained everything to him. So we went to uh, we went to the committee in Pierce House and we told them this is what we were going to do. And uh, Anne Lumsden was on the committee and she was very good and very helpful to us. And Anne is still, I believe she's still on the committee in St Andrews or Sarah. She was very good and very good and helped us all along the way. So what we done was uh, we arranged, we had to get, we went back to the Docklands and we said, listen, we have land which is Dublin City Council's. So what we had to do, what our own arranged for us to do, was to have a meetings with Dublin City Councils and told us what to do. So we had to get our own architect. But he wanted the Dublin, Dublin City Council came down with us and gave us plans on, on two way by fours. And you couldn't present that to anybody going to a meeting. That, 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 that was their sort. There's, there's two plans, just get your money. So what happened was uh, we were lucky enough, my wife worked in a, uh, an architect firm on John Rogers Key called O'Meara Smith. And John Smith was one of the bosses, and John, John became yeah. very friendly. So we, we brought our case to John, and John said, leave that with me. He says, show me where it is. And he got one of the lads and threw up all the plans professionally. So when we got the plans up, I arranged, and Christy arranged, and John arranged to go to a meeting, to set up a meeting with the Dublin, Dublin, uh, Dublin Adult Development Authority. Uh, so 
I pulled a quick one. I said to John Smith, I said, John, I said, I want you at the meeting. This is the art attack. He said, no problem, Tomo. So we went to the meeting. When you go into the meeting, that's the place on the cave face in the George Hotel. There was four of them there. I won't mention their names. They know who they are. They were the head people in the Docklands. I walked in with Christy and I walked in with John Smith. I introduced John Smith. I said, uh, this is my yard attack. Well, within five, ten minutes, John Smith told them what we were entitled to. He, had to, he, had to, he knew every loophole in the thing. So between them and the corporation, between them and the city council, I said, uh, we got 360 grand, and that's where the clubhouse is now. So I met your man, I won't mention his name, he's involved with basketball in Marion College. He was one of the main men in Marion College. He was the head man of Ducklands. And my sons went to Marion College, and was, I think it was the Christmas deal one or something, down at the party. And he singled me out. And I said, how are you? I won't mention his name, you know what I'm talking about. How are you doing? How are you talking about? How are you doing? I must shake your hands, he says. That was some stroke you pulled. I said, thanks very much. <laughs> Fucking hell. I won't mention his name. I only shot to give us fucking Well, no, but I can't mention his name. Right, what was I saying? Fuck it before you played shush me. I can't remember. But did they, yeah, so they knew yeah. what they were doing. Yeah, well, that yeah. was my question. Did, yeah. I, yeah, well, they, they, they were looking... I thought John was just more informed than they were, no? no, no, no. They, oh, they oh, were yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. But they, when you went to them, they were looking down on you. Yeah, yeah. When we, we went brought John... This is another question. When we were John, when we were brought John, Chains. they were looking up us. Yeah, right, well, that's what I Because John knew more about what they... They were only businessmen taking these jobs, government jobs. Yeah, well, that's a big issue today. Yeah, and yeah, and this, yeah. is, this is one thing that... I'm, I'm constantly talking about what you're saying there is they're looking down on people, especially people from areas yeah. like your own, yeah. and... Was it as prominent then as it is now? I mean, it, it's very obvious today. I think, I, I know you always say that, and I know a lot of people may not agree with this, but I think one of the biggest issues today is there's more hatred towards someone because of the postcode rather than the colour of their skin. And I think it's, it, a lot of it's being made out to be race and this and that, but I think a lot of people are looked down on for, for where they come from and, and their background, more so. Well, Would you agree or disagree? Well, I always live, but the, the, the poem, I think, is the villagers, the, the villagers, blacksmith. And in the poem, I'm not a very educated man, but in the poem it has, Scepter and crown must tumble down, and in the dust we equal made. Yeah, 100%. Listen, in the, if, you're, if you're equal in the dust, you're equal in the life. I've never, I've never taught anybody, I've never treated anybody better than me or anybody below me. So. But have you, ever, have you ever experienced it from the other side? Have you ever been treated? Differently, well, that 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 story there is case in point. But has have you have you experienced that growing up throughout your life, or is it sort of? A, do you think people use that as a victim mentality to kind of get? Ah, uh, I don't want to do that because. Well, I'll, I'll tell you my example with rugby. I couldn't have walked away from rugby mm. when I had a few yeah. opportunities because I used the excuse. Well, I'm, I don't fit in. I'm from yeah. Street and these are all from Black Rock. Yeah. So I used that, but looking back on it, it was a, it, that was just immaturity. Immaturity, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of people hold on to that yeah. kind of thing. No, you know? I mean, I, I, I never. No, no, I'd never, uh, I'd never, I'd never distinguished, I never felt any discrimination against myself. Mm. I mean, I, 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 well, I mean... You couldn't have stayed where you were, yeah, yeah, where yeah, you were yeah. bred. Well, as you know yourself, I'm a very religious man, you know what mm. I mean? So, I mean, I go to Mass every day and I hope he say me prayers and that. that's the gift my mother gave me, the faith. But, uh, no, I never, well, as I say, I never treat anybody below me and I never let anybody treat them below, me below yeah. them, you know yeah, what I mean? No, that's, that's, yeah, that's, 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 but I mean... In the flats, we were all equal. We come back to the jobs, I mean. All right, I remember then, after you know, uh, 10 years of age, I got a job with, uh, in Premier Dirties in Clamwellian Place. 
before you go on, how many different men were you? So you're a milkman, I'm, houseman, were you a busman? I was a busman, yeah. Oh, come, on. come on, I'll give you the nod. Give us a man there. Well, it's with Tommy Nolan. Tommy was from South Lodge, but he lived in Bally Farm, a gentleman. I was with Tommy for five years doing the milk. And that's where I got my driving skills from, believe it or not. Really? We, had, we had a horse. We had a horse horse for a few months when I was running. And were you on the horse? Yeah, I used to have the horse. Tommy, but I used to meet Tommy on Macken Street and we do all the flats and all. But I was with him during school as well, you know what I mean? And uh, at school, I, I went to, to take being a milk boy, yeah. you know what I mean? And then besides that, I had my job in the afternoon as well. I left school. In Nestor school, I had a job in the afternoon. I'll give you that job now. But Tommy, Tommy took me on and and I had us going to school, even a city key in Nestor school. So I went to take her about 12 and I was in take. So I was about five years with Tommy. And then I got a, I remember a man called uh, Tommy Balaam. And that was a tap service, Tommy Anthony Balaam. And I was up in uh, 14 West Mona Street. And uh, Tommy used to do uh, engraving. And he wanted a messenger boy, and he came down to school, and I was sent up, and I was with Tommy, and Tommy only died, and his wife, Tommy died about three years ago, and his wife died only last year, and I'm still friends with his daughter and aunts. They, uh, they, they were up in West Street, and then they moved around to uh, Europe Tabs, it's the name of them, in uh, Crown Alley down in Temple Bar, and being a football, I kept contact with them, with trophies and all that, and I became friends with them. So I had that job as well. So when I left, left school, take and by the way I had a job for about a year in board Bonya delivering messages and then when I left take Paddy Barry got me in there I got a job with an apprentice painter a chap but he went bust after about a year and a half so I was, at the t- that time it was about 17 or 18 I was about 18 and uh, I was playing for South Dock Rangers as I say school by football only another 50 years to go yeah, played, <laughs> yeah and there's a man there a lovely man called Tony McDonald he lived in Grand Canal Street and t- Tony was on I had to get Sean Perrow. Sean Perrow was now married and wine. He was the manager. And uh, uh, Mr. McDonald says to me, Tom, he says, you're not walking. He says, he says, there's exams, he says, he says, for uh, uh, CIE, he says, would you like to go with them? I said, no, yes, I says. So I'd done the exam. I got the job anyway. And I was down in, uh, I was down in, uh, I got a job as a bus conductor down in Ringsend. And I was playing football and uh, there was inter 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 garage football, mm. and I sort of played. To, I got onto the best side. Mm. Mick Nolan, Jackie Nolan, Tommy, great people that I worked with. Mm. And then while I was in the, <coughs> while I was in the buses, uh, while I was in the buses, I got married in nineteen seventy nine. So or seventy eight, I was in the buses at the time. But I I done the I done the exam, I done the exam for the post office. And uh, I got that, so we went into the post office from seventy nine, I think it was, to ninety four. <coughs> and uh, I, 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 I took the lump and bought a taxi but it didn't work out but I got back into the department of finance after that so, and in 2000 my brother has a, a business down the docks in the Stavador and uh, I got a job with him I enjoyed it down there and it was just getting a bit hard for me over the years so I decided to give it up and uh, just give it up and I'm back in taxi now driving I do a bit of shopping a bit of taxi now you know what I mean so you said you said before that probably the best job you had was the post office ah, the post office yeah. I love the post office yeah yeah. and I sit to this day in the post office just going back to your yeah go on go on uh, if there's a deal a retirement they ring me up and they invite me and that you know yeah, what I mean that's yeah. nice well just going back to the last story you finished up about your man who tried to bleed and shaft just for the the clubhouse and the oh, no, he didn't, know, he didn't want the yeah, shaft well, he, he, he thought he was smart he thought he was smart yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever 
Um, so today he's, he's ended up getting the clubhouse. Oh, the clubhouse. The clubhouse stands at now today yeah, yeah. in between yeah. Pierce House. Pierce House Park. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. Uh, what's a Pierce area recreational Pierce centre. centre yeah, yeah. Um, there's a football, actual football pitch there. It's yeah. been there for years yeah. since I'm a kid, yeah. and. Uh, I had to say, it was the first thing that really came around. There was a concrete pitch there before, yeah, and yeah. we'd be bleeding slow tackling around. I think my generation though, was the last that had to deal, deal, deal with that sort of mm. stuff, and there's astroturfs everywhere now, and it's great to see. And um, But the Perth Rangers clubhouse now stands there, and it's 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 a, it's a, it's a beacon of the community, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It, it's good for the kids, and I know there's not a lot happening at the minute. Are you still yeah. the chairman? Still the chairman, but as I said, not a lot happening at the moment. <laughs> It's like everything in life. Everything in life is a circuit. You know what it's called? Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, I hope to back. But come back to Pierce Rangers. I mentioned the people that started it off. But there were some great people there in my time that gave it. I have to mention them. Amy Murphy, our brother Lee, Scott Foley, mm. five stars, all of them, all five stars. John Watson. Uh, Mooney. Uh, Stephen Mooney. And if I'm forgetting anybody else. There's too many blade yeah, There's yeah, so many yeah. managers. I even done a blade. Yeah. 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 Great, great people and, 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 and great, great footballers and, and Paul Mooney, Stephen Fadden and all. You know yeah, what I mean? Paul was my first yeah, manager. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know I get me more blade yeah. and yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I mean they were great and great community. Spirit. That's a story. And right? That's where it comes from. You know, we're a community. I you think know when I mean? John was was John Paisley the chairman before you? Ah, John was yeah, yeah. Yeah. So before me, Dad was the chairman. We were growing up. My Dad was secretary and treasurer of the club, and. I used to charm my way around the flats a bit, you know, and I don't know if I was told this, but uh, I'd be going around, we'd all play with clubs, I was, I was a little fucking charger, you know, I was fucking, had a temper on me, bleeding, I'd give the, the managers more, putting up to the managers when I was about eight or nine, and we'd always go back to my dad and we'd bleed and we'd help it when I got home, but back in the day, in the flats, any of the young fellas annoyed me, you know, I'd be fucking telling, be threatening them. I'm going home. We have your contract in the house. We have your your uh, what's it the the thing they sign for that the mass sign yeah. and they pay the the, the registration, registration fee. fee. Yeah, we have yours. You're you're trying out of the club. You're off the club, and the kids just be going in fucking crying. The mass will coming in. Mm. We'll be going running. <laughs> well, come, come back, come, come back to a story there. I said to come back to there. you saying that. I remember you making your confirmation. Right. right? Now this coming back this far. Um, Josie lived in uh, G Block, right? And someone lived on. I don't know who lived on F Block. But uh, I was going up the stairs, and anyway, and it was the day you made your confirmation, you must have been up there, so I said I'd go up to Josie, say hello. And there was two young fellas walking down the steps, so I said you were about eight or nine, eight or nine right? Mm-hmm. And they turned around and said to me, okay, so how are you lads, how are you staying on? I knew they were Pierce Rangers, you had the tracksuits on. Right. And one fella says to the other, do you know who that is? And your mum must have said, no. He owns Pierce Rangers. And that's the biggest <laughs> thrill. And to this day, that's yeah, the biggest yeah, thrill yeah. I ever gave with football. Yeah, well, Being recognised. <laughs> and that was the biggest thrill I got, you know what I mean? But that's it, you know, and that's... So that's meant all the years now. That's about 15 about, years ago. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it's all about, yeah. yeah. And then, like, it's not only... Being recognised, it's who you're being recognised, boy. It's these kids in the flat. It's ah, who yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. for. It's, it's an, see, it's an identity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, I mean, I, I believe and I remember, I remember... I remember, and Desi got back to this, I remember playing for Marks and uh, a very good footballer, I played against him, and a very good manager in League of Ireland, Pete Mann. Pete brought Bray Wanderers to the FA Cup final. And I remember Pete Mann was in charge of Francis. Francis were a very good side. And this going back years ago, right? And he used to turn up in, in Ring's End with short and toys and jumpers with Francis' name on them and bags. And before, I said it to Desi, Desi says, before we walk in here, I said, we're beaten. He mm. said, what do you mean? Psychologically, he says, we're beaten. Because mm. we believe 
they're organised. Yeah. Now, fortunately, the game ended for all that day. Oui. But I got that idea into my head with yeah. Marks. Did you tell you that? Myself and Daddy Walsh, uh, believe it or not, designed the crest for Marcus that oui. Sadie. And that crest counted as Marcus because we couldn't find the crest. We got near enough to it, you know what I mean? Yeah. People think it's the lawyer board because we're, we're Liverpool supporters, but it's not. And I always found the old saying is, I used to say to the players and the, the saying, listen, I used to, when I was managing, I used to put that, the jerseys up and the Nixon stockings and have everything ready for them. And I used to say to them out at the team talk, listen, he's looked like football, he's going to and fucking play like them. <laughs> well, that's, oh, yeah. that's the old joke. Well, we'll have you the, well, on the topic. Uh, there was growing up years that you had the people that played under you, the likes of fucking uh, Kevin Sheedy and all, Kevin, and all yeah. Wendy, Kev, all them. Yeah. All them. Yeah. I, remember yeah. trying, I remember you managing them yeah. as a kid. But I remember them all giving you a stick, or giving me a stick at least. Because you used to make them all wear ball stranglers. Yeah, they know that the, yeah, yeah, yeah. they wanted to wear boxes. What, no, was, the, no, what no. was that all about? Well, more really was that a jock strap. Yeah. Jock strap. More, more, yeah, because you didn't have some of them. The freedom. Have, some of them have their balls hanging out, you know? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gary Young was the best. Ah, Gary Young. Gary, Gary. Uh, you remember we had the France that time yeah. uh, a few years ago we, on, a, on a trip with Pierce yeah. Rangers we went to a place called Ew. Yeah, yeah but no the, the thing is if fucking Gary stayed in the room with us but he says I went which is off chance there was yeah. a spare place but he says he always remembers me being in the shower singing Sex Bomb Tom Jones but he, I don't know he always brings that up I don't remember me no me it's not fucking you <laughs> uh, what uh, else were we that was a great about? trip wasn't it yeah it was it a good was, trip yeah. and yeah. That's, I mean there are things they're things. Memories, aren't they? They're, they're memories. You can't buy them. You know what I mean. You can't buy. Them. All you can live is memories, Thomas. Exactly. You can't. You can't. You can't. You can live all the money in the world, but memories. You can't buy memories. Yeah. And I mean, we sit down. We sit down with Kevin Shady. Kevin's raw since he was twelve years of age up to his age range. He was captain. Middle of the park, and as soon as the, before the kick off, there's a cry man. Come on, peace! Yeah. And that's what was Kevin. And you know what I mean. Yeah, Kev's still very involved, isn't he? Like, if they don't have still anymore, but... Well, they're involved with Liffey's, which is great, you know, and what's yeah. involved, you know? But some, someday, hopefully in the next few, the future, though, that we, can, we can get four or five people sitting down again and start bringing Pierce Rangers back, because it, it's more important than football. Yeah, it's, it's getting the kids thing. out yeah, of the yeah, yeah, yeah. as well, you know? But as you say, today, I feel that with my grandkids, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, they're more interested in... in, in uh, and I know, I mean, we, 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 we would be probably the same when I was growing up. They're more interested in games online and this and that mm. and televisions. It's, I, I'm not saying they get too much, you know, I mean, that's, that, that's a cliche all over. But I mean, it's to get them out in the belt. And it's, I mean, I've seen, I've seen Pierce you know Rangers. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I've seen Pierce Rangers from the early stage. And we talked about this myself and Christy when we have a point. And Frank Foley, I forget about Frank Foley. I never forget about Sorry, Frank. Frank. <laughs> Frank, Frank. <laughs> yeah. But I see, I see friendships going back to 1988 mm. with these teams all the way up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And still, you know, to this day. Yeah. Uh, what was I saying there now? You had to cut me off again. Uh, anyway, speaking of uh, what you said about leaving memories, well, what I said to you there the other day was you do it twice. When you yeah, take yeah. A, when you take yeah, your last yeah, breath yeah. and when someone mutters your name for the last time. Yeah, yeah. So... We were saying that we were saying that to my dad the other day, and the reason we were talking about it is we have he has five children and how many grandchildren? Oh, eight <laughs> grandchildren, yeah. Right. yeah. Don't want to get that one wrong. So we've eight grandchildren. So with the name, my dad's yeah. name is no. Thomas Nolan. He had an uncle who was. was my Thomas uncle Thomas Nolan. died. My father's brother died. I never met him. He died in nineteen forty three, and I I was called out of Thomas. And then the name lived on. I went. No, yeah, but well, yeah, go no, ahead. Yeah. You tell the story. Well, 
Geraldine, my wife, which is, I met Geraldine when I was 14. Geraldine's a really... We'll come back to the love story. Yeah, all right, yeah. But anyway, just to say, she, she never wanted anybody to... She said, Tomo, she says, I'm not calling anybody Tommy. She says, I'll call him Tomo. I said, no, they won't. So she gave... Carl was born. Carl was, was 43 now. He was the first born. And the boys, you called the boys, of course. So she called him Carl William, after father, and after the Pogba that was here. So you didn't get it the first time no, around? No. But so she, she, she conceded on the second one with Glenn. She called Glenn, Glenn Thomas. Right, so you, got, you hit the post. You didn't, yeah, you didn't, I did you, the post. You didn't score a goal yeah. there. No. So Thomas was a shaking of the bags. He was the youngest. Shaking so, to the bags. What's that mean, though? The, you know, the shaking to the bags. The last one. <laughs> 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 I wanted an explanation. Go on. And the last one. Go on, go on. And anyway... Uh, shaking to the fucking bags. I remember being up Holly Street. No, no, Tom. Everybody called him Tom. No, where do you want to... I think I'm the only one that calls him Thomas and... <laughs> yeah. But everybody's gonna call him Thomas. So that was I was happy at that. So um his first grandson, Carl's first son, Carl called him Ben, but he called him Ben Thomas. Yeah. Shanae's eldest son, he's called Sam Thomas. Yeah, so two grandkids. Yeah. So Thomas has yeah. Tommy Junior, which yeah. is Tom, Tommy Junior. Yes, which is Thomas. And Bob uh Bobby he's the youngest, he was born a couple of months after uh, the, and, and his name is Bobby Thomas Nolan Book. So how many is that? So does does Glenn Glenn, yourself, Glenn Thomas Thomas ben, Sam, ben Thomas Sam Thomas Tommy and, and then and Bobby Bobby Thomas. six six or so it'll six be, it'll Thomas be a long while before you're fucking dead if you're gone by that yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. do you know what I wanted to talk about that? Do you remember years ago we oh, done uh, the film in the flats? Oh, uh, sort of dancing. Yeah, yeah, never do, forget it. <laughs> what was the story behind it? Remember you said we had to the pictures and you had yeah, me go on. When when oh, I think you were only about. I think it was about eight or nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you got 70 pounds or something for it, remember? I'm old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I might have given you a five real. <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, you went out to the, the... What do you call that place out in Kulak? You know... Cin- uh, what was it? What was it? It's not the cinema world. What was it? It's, it's a picture. Yeah, picture out in Kulak and we went out and... Uh, we sat in Jerry Lane and Thomas went. I think Glenn was with us and anyway. Chloe could have been with us, of course, you know what I mean? She was young at the time, her granddaughter. And uh, so we were watching the picture and it was very good. And I said to Thomas, now, when you go over here, I says, there'll be a load of young ones over here. And they want your photograph. There was no cell phones in them damn days, a photograph. Now I said, just be polite and give them to him. <laughs> so <laughs> when we went out, there was no one there. <laughs> well, I was talking about him, actually, and thought it was going to be Blake. I was a celebrity, for fuck's sake. Oh, that'd that was good. That'd be wound up, yeah. That was a great film. Yeah. yeah, so back to uh, my ma. You call her Tess, but yeah. my mother's name is Geraldine. Uh, well, it's well, actually not. It's Mary, Geraldine, the Lord. She's a few different aliases. We don't know if she has a few, few uh, hidden life somewhere else, but... Yeah. Uh, our, our real name is Mary Dolores, but uh, we call her Geraldine. We call her Geraldine, and do you want to? How long are you with Manuel? How long is how long is married? Well, married uh, since nineteen seventy eight, so we're forty three years married, are we? Forty three this year. No, forty three years this year, yeah. And is what got married to the what? When is what forty? No, well, forty three years married last year. In April, no, in April this year, yeah. This year, really. So. He's got married on what? Ava Fool's Day? Ava Fool's Day. And I used to say to her, I said to her one day. He used to say to her, he says to her, yeah. I said, you still you haven't got the joke. She said, I have. He said, you're the fucking joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, we'll get you to tell the story of how he has met. And I know she'll be listening in. She'll yeah. tell you, she'll, she's going to tell you you made a bollocks of it either way. Yeah, right? either way, yeah. yeah, yeah so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so go on, he's met when he was at 14. Who was chasing him? Oh, no, no, I had to say. No, 
I've had a friend, uh, and them days, Noel Skelly was my friend in uh, the flats. Noel, nice fella, shep like hair, and he fancied Geraldine, you know. So we were going down first. Could have been my dad, who was he? <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> he, it down, he was going down, no, 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 nice fella. Uh, we were going down Percy one day, and over at the post office is now Jimmy's shop. Geraldine was there with Marie Lane and Ma. And Noel says, I'm going to ask her for who's going to walk tonight. That's the way going it was. Court, court, yeah. That's where yeah, it was, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, No tender. No, no, there was no, no, not no car, no straight in. <laughs> <laughs> Good, for fuck's sake. And anyway, uh, Noel says to Geraldine, would you go? No, she says, no, I don't fancy you. She says, well, I fancy Tamil. So that's well, that's, that's that's how it started. That's fair. That, that's how I think it's happened. You know, but, you know, yeah, man. But uh, uh, it wasn't. No, it wasn't love story. You know what I mean. We had our ups and downs. Ups you know what I mean. But uh, we used to be on and off all the time. You know. And what he's got. So that age was then before then. Before then. And he's got married when what twenty twenty one. Well, I was twenty one, and Geraldine, your ma was twenty. It's just yeah. a normal thing to do. We'll get married. You don't yeah, we got engaged. Anymore, uh, yeah, we got engaged. And I remember getting engaged, and uh, we got engaged. That's, that shop, Johnson & Johnson, Marty Mitten, our aunt, had a friend walking up there, and we got engaged up in Grattan Street, you know, and we came back to the Windjammer, now this is how long ago this was, Tom, was right, came back to the Windjammer to celebrate, not to celebrate, just go in, so we went in for a, a drink, mm. so the drink was, I had a pint of spinach, and I didn't drink, mm. and a glass of orange, but there was a man there, Mr Duffy and Sheila, that lived in the Margaret's house, mm. and he just says, what's the occasion? And I says, we're at the getting the guys. And I'll never forget the words the man said to me. He said, listen, son, he says, you can't, do, you can't go wrong marrying one year old. And that's what didn't go wrong, you know. Yeah. Well, we have our ups and downs. Yeah, well, that's the same, yeah. 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 But, uh, but you see more diverse now. You see with yeah. your own young fellas with Brazilian now. With, uh, I'm yeah. with an arts order, so yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, as far yeah, as it goes. Yeah. They're not our own, are they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so uh, no. what was I going to say to you? What do you think of... You see nowadays, like you and my mother, you and my mm-hmm. mother still together, right? Yeah. He's playing kids, he's like cat and dog, and all the annoying. Well, you don't fuck, you don't, not physically. Yeah, though. we're not. Yeah, <laughs> not physically, she played yeah. bad at you. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, what I'm saying is, but that's what relationships are about. Yeah, it's yeah. not all about playing sunshine and rain. Why do you think nowadays that there's no, nobody stays together anymore? You know what I mean? It's like it's, it's no commitment, you know. Well, I don't know, not religion. I mean, years ago, I mean, Families, that's why we were brought up. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not uh, this is society, I, I, I go with the flow, and that's just society now and the society then was different, completely different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 Willie and Jenny, which our father and mother were married, our aunts were married, my uncle then married. That's the way it was, you yeah. got married, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I come back to the thing in the flats, I forgot to say, growing up in the flats, I mean, we had some great times with my brothers and sisters, and there was more rows than fights, and there was physically fights, you know what I mean? Yeah, and uh. Oh, glasses going in and everything else. How many mother put up with us? I actually don't know. But uh, this is a story. This is a story I only found out about three years ago. So my cousin Claire Nugent, which lives still lives in the area, and Claire told me that years ago a priest of Western. Uh, there was a, and I mentioned the Countess Paul. There was a woman there called Mrs. Something or something. She came up to me mother, and she says your sons be better off in our town. She says so. She brought a priest up. So she talked to the priest and the priest told her, yeah, to get an education in our time, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But my Aunt May lived in Pierce Hill, she's only a small woman, she heard her. She went into the pub and called your woman out and mm. told her to mind her own fucking business about her family yeah. and like that. And keep your, your fu- she called her a fucking, I wouldn't say it over the thing, you know what I mean? 
mission. She was one of the tender girls years ago. Mm. And uh, that's what I say. Oh, I only heard this about three or four years ago. And, and, and it's sad, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I'll come back to the flats. Where, uh, now, we had some great times with the flats, my man. Don't get me wrong, brothers and sisters. Kill each other, yeah. Kill each other. I used to say, we were the Waltons off screen. Waltons off screen. Yeah, you remember the Waltons were all lovely dovey, John yeah. Boyd, isn't that? But, we were, but it, what I wanted to ask you is, right, I don't know, like, it, it was the family loyalty there? Like, it, oh, if, yeah. if, you, if you were the fight, let's say, with Paul and fucking John and Andy, uh, and then John and Andy or someone was in a fight with someone else, would you have their back? Ah, yeah, ah, yeah. The, that, that was loyalty all the time. Yeah. That was every family, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That was that was that's that's what I'm saying to you. In the flats, when I said to you there, in the flats, I'll, come, I'll, I'll tell you the story now. <coughs> in the flats, you had, that's that was the loyalty. And when I came back to the earlier story about people that you went to school with, even though you went to school and they lived outside the flats, yeah. the loyalty was in the flats. My mother died in nineteen. God bless her. She died in nineteen eighty nine. She died of Alzheimer's, right? She was only six years of age, right? So she got a great turnout from the flats. Well-respected woman she was, no doubt about her. So we were in the Alexander Hotel. I don't know if you probably remember yourself. And we were having drinks. And mm. yeah, there was about 150 people there. And uh, we were having drinks, blah, blah, blah. And Martin Denon, having a drink with Martin Denon. Martin Denon says to me that day, he says, I'll never forget this. He says, Tom, I said, look around, what do you see? And I says, Martin, it's great. He says, I says, I said, it's great, he says, all the neighbours here, he says, came for, fair play, I said, ah, no, he said, no, what do you see, he says, I said, I'm not telling you what I see, no, he says, when you think about it, he says, we were all cousins, and that hit me, and we weren't blood relations, yeah, yeah, yeah. but everybody in the flats had a connection with everybody's yeah, family, yeah. and if people are from the flats that grew up in the flats, before me or after me, or even to this day, just one joint family, yeah, yeah, they would read lawyers when I'm talking about. Mm. And I said to Martin, Jesus, Martin, you're right, I says. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's looking, and that spirit, I think, is it's 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 kind of dying out, sadly, but it, it, there's still the the locals that are still yeah, there yeah, and they're still yeah. hanging on yeah. and still the few, but yeah. it is, it's a different place and the world keeps changing. There's nothing yeah. we can do about that. We've learned to adapt and yeah. like the, the world you lived in compared to now, like if, oh, yeah. if you were, if you were to go back to when you were a teenager and someone said, you'll have, you'll have phones that you can bleed and just oh, touch. Yeah. You, you think they are bleeding cotton, you know? But I, I, mean? I always said that I, I, in Star Trek and I say, I say to the people, and I was talking to the people, doing a bit of texting, talking to uh, educated people from America and all, and we talking about beaming up Scott. And this fella's how deep that's not too far away. Yeah. Believe it or not. You know what I mean? You say, beam me up and you're going somewhere else. And, <laughs> or teleport somewhere. Yeah, 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 you know what I mean? You wouldn't be surprised. Look, you can't, you can't really add an off with the blade technology. Oh, the technology, I mean, they have it everywhere. I mean, yeah, it's I mean, flying up. Yeah. But, uh, well, uh, look, we're coming close to the end. We, we, we said this, this thing says it has an hour on it. But, uh, one last thing I said, I'll throw my arm with. Now, you can probably tell me the fuck off if you want someone. I was telling someone when I was getting you on, a friend of mine, Lindsay, and she said, would you belt, belt out a song for her? Uh, now, we grew up <coughs> in the house listening to tapes of Elvis. Yeah. We're a big Elvis family. My dad was at the in Graceland. Yeah. We planned on going back together. I never went. Yeah, yeah we will uh, go back someday. Uh, I was over there, my brother's it's yard. A it's a great of, time, yeah. It's a matter yeah. of when, not, not if, you know, and... Uh, when the, all this maybe shifts yeah. off and, and we're all back on our feet, we'll probably get over. Well, that's and the two wishes now I have. Uh, the two wishes I have now when all this pandemic is over is bring the, the grandsons, the four, four grandsons, the mad Liverpool supporters, mm. all to Liverpool, and myself, yourself, Carl, and, and uh, Glenn, yeah. all to Memphis. That's, that's nice, me, yeah. me, me, me wish. So Carl had to arrange a holiday. My other son had to arrange a holiday for me. 
the coach of San Giovanni, I'm a big Padre Pio fan, as a lot of people know around Pier Street. And I'm not a, I'm not a great traveller, you know, but I mean, that, that, hopefully that's for September, but that's the two wishes I have. The, the young flip's going to Anfield, which you were there before, but um, I was going to Memphis. Yeah. <coughs> so, the song, regards the song, we have, the what I was going to ask you to deal was my boy. Yeah, yeah. If you want, you yeah, don't yeah, have Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I was just going to say that, I mean. Do you want to tell yeah. a little bit of a story behind that, when you sing it, now, where the moon Yeah, what happened was, was, and then belted it. What happened was, it was, I was always a big Elvis fan, and I used to sing The Wonder of You, and a few others on the team, but, in the wind jam when we were growing up, you know what I mean? It was an honour to sing a song with all the people you're growing up with. It was, it was a privilege. And if you got someone said, Tom, will you sing a song? It was a privilege. There's no mics there or mm. anything. Not the way it is now. Mm. Well, you do your little shave on the floor, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> and anyway, uh, it was a, a car was born on the 4th of, 4th of May, 1979. And uh, uh, just happened to my friend Paul Conway. That Paul lived in the flats as well. I've got to mention Paul, great friend over the years. And uh, still is. And uh, Jerry Mully as well. If you hear all nice. If you leave Marshall out in this video, then it has to be a world record. Yeah, anyway, uh, so I was over the moon. I was 20, I was 22. Carl was born. He was born, yeah. He was yeah. born in 79. I'd be 22. So we went back to the wind jam while drinking. And I sang my boy. And I must have sang it a hundred times. I was fucked out. <laughs> well, any, 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 any song since then Glenn, Thomas Every boy that was born I was saying You know what I mean And it's just, just one of those Well I have a video of you singing it up When, when Tommy was born And, and that's yeah. something we'll hold on to But if you want to belt it out Oh yeah Right Get your set ready You want water on it? <coughs> yeah just give us a belt Hold on But this song this, this, uh, Actually uh, this song the song was first sang by uh, uh, Richard Harris in the musical. And the song, believe it or not, was uh, an Irish man, Robert. What's your man, the dirty fella? What's his name? I don't know. Let's uh, get that in. Yeah. Get down. <laughs> Three. Anyway. Let's go. <coughs> Sit down there. <coughs> You're sleeping so night long. Well, really, this can't wait. I wanted to explain before it gets too late. Well, your mother and me, love is finally died. This is no happy home, but God knows how I tried. Because you're all I have, my boy. You are my life, my pride, my joy. And if I stay, I'll stay because of you, my boy. Sleep on, you haven't heard a word. Perhaps it's just as well. Why spoil your little dreams? Why put you through this hell? Life is no fairy tale, and one day you will know. But now you're just a child. I'll stay and watch you grow Because you're all I have, my boy You are my life, my pride, my joy And if I stay, I stay because of you, my boy 
Because you're all I am, my boy. You are my life, my pride, my joy. And if I stay, I'll stay because of you, of you, my boys. <laughs> Thanks very much. <coughs> no problem. There you have it, folks. Yeah. Um, so we can find this on YouTube. Hopefully, if I figure it out and help to get it up, you'll see it there. I'm going to try to get it on Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast. And most of all, just a special shout out to Lamer. Um, if you download the Lamer app, um, what's unique about Lamer is you can listen and not only can you listen you can comment back using voice notes audios uh, or type if you don't want to do that type of thing so you can interact and get involved in the conversation so that's very unique and um, if you want to try it out so I'm putting it out there everywhere and hopefully um, we'll see us again next week with a new guest but uh, thanks for coming on just to the scream of school there I played football all my life and I was a mouth playing football and a, a chap called Terry Gregg as you say the school he, he named me the Screamer School. Terry, great friend of mine, Terry. So that's the... And if, if, if I was playing football, if you heard about seeing Mick McCarty playing football, he was very quiet towards what he was. <laughs> <laughs> there he is, go. Cheers.